well, man, you know, first stroke of luck was landing on this alien world while hurtling through space. Very lucky, honestly. It, it was nice for a planet to show up, and one that uh, pulled us into its gravitational range uh, real gently. A real yeah. nice, easy spiral down. We just kind of like drifted on the wind down and landed in a cushion of flowers. I mean, it was kind of, it was almost like fairy tale, you know? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't read too much into it, but it was pretty nice. Second stroke of luck is that the Alien Society values podcasters higher than any other profession. Mm, yeah, we did get lucky there. Unfortunately, they're not sure if we're real podcasters. So, downside, we're in prison. Upside, every prison is outfitted with mics. Ooh, so we got. you're saying we have one shot to prove ourselves as yeah. real podcast fellas. This has to be the funniest podcast we've ever made. And if it's not... It's over. Well, uh, as they say in the industry, let's give them what they came for. Don't you get it? We're done if this is over. Wait. Yeah. Let's oh, no. We're off to a bad start. Let's give them a real uh, razzmatazz. Let's do the jazz Showtime, hands. baby. Let's do some vocal warm-ups. Okay. Welcome to Terminally Chill, the only podcast Recorded on an alien planet. Uh, my name is Hunter, and I am not an alien, but I do live here. And my name is Matthew, and I'm confused about this whole situation. We're currently in jail, but it's pretty nice, so we're not going to talk about it anymore. Nope. We're going to talk about things that happen on Earth every day, very normal things. Mm-hmm. This is a podcast that goes to Earth. At, well, not we aren't, but the audio does, and you can hear it every Thursday morning. Wherever you listen to your podcasts. This episode is going to be titled Something Strange. We know. You're going to look at that episode title and you're going to think, where'd they come up with that? Listen to the episode. That's where the title comes up. We, uh, we'll let you in on a little podcast secret. Sometimes we say the title in the podcast. Uh, it's one of those tricks like, you know, how they do in the movies. Every movie... Somebody has to say the title of the movie at some point in the film. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that little trend in movies. You know? Yeah. Like in the classic film Titanic, when the ship hits the iceberg and people start evacuating to the lifeboats. <laughs> uh, say? And someone goes, well, that's Titanic. Well, this was a Titanic F up. <laughs> yeah. That's one of those classic boats. <laughs> you ever? How many other boats can you name besides the Titanic? Uh, I was about to say Don Treader, but that's Chronicles of Narnia, so that doesn't count. I'll allow it. <laughs> okay, uh, Don Treader. Real uh, or fake boats? Okay, great. That makes things <laughs> a lot easier. Uh, uh, what's uh, Jack Sparrow's boat? The big black one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The Black Pearl. I think it's called a pirate ship. (laughs) No, it's called the Black Pearl, I'm telling you. Yeah. I don't think I can name any boats. I know that the... USS Constitution. Okay. What's that about? Is that where they write the laws? I don't know. I just fished it from my brain. Oh, Mayflower. Oh, well, yeah, those are gimmies. The the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. Uh Uh-huh. I know of a little boat called Noah's Ark. 
Oh. Ever think of that one? Tell me a little bit about this Noah's Ark situation. Well, it's not the Ark of the Covenant. That confused me for a very long time. They really should have picked a different word. <laughs> I agree. I, you know, if I wrote the Bible, things yeah. would have been a little different. <laughs> they would, would have made a couple different choices. There'd be a little bit more action, for one thing. <laughs> <laughs> more character drama, you know? Yeah. Wouldn't kill as many people, probably. No. We'd probably, well, have, we'd probably have a happy ending. And one with less fire and <laughs> demons. <laughs> yeah. First off, no demons. I didn't write that. Nope. Not for me. And Noah's Ark, big boat. Humongous boat. Massive. Mm-hmm. How big um, was that boat? In order for that boat to real, I forget what they they did the calculations, man. They did the calculations. and 300 it's like, cubits or something. Oh, I'm not even talking about the Bible. I'm talking about the people who accounted for how big of a boat would you have to have to fit every animal in the world oh pretty big well but you only had to get two of each yeah well two of each except for uh the clean animals then there were seven of each. really seven or seven pairs yeah huh because uh, the clean animals were the ones that were sacrificed oh that's why when god asks noah to sacrifice first thing off the boat it's like, oh, we didn't just make an animal extinct. Well, I mean, you could... Well, I guess he wasn't on the boat that long. But, theoretically, some animals have really short uh, gestation cycles. Yeah, so, so they could have had new animals on the boat. They could have I had a you, little baby you. sacrifice. Yeah. Whoa, jeez, man. <laughs> well, that's what they did. That's kind of a sad way to put it. Look, I'm it? telling you, I would have changed that if I wrote the Bible. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're None right. of that stuff. Did you ever watch the um, the Noah movie that came out a few years ago with uh, Russell Crowe? <laughs> I was thinking of the other Noah movie. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which one? Evan Almighty. <laughs> oh, Evan Almighty. Yeah, I've seen. That's of course what I'm talking about. <laughs> was that I've, is that that one? No. Okay, with I didn't Crow. think so. I buddy, I don't remember who was in that. Was um. It wasn't Adam Sandler. No, that was uh, Steve was... Carroll. Was it really? Yeah, it was Steve Carroll. Wow. He's because it was a sequel to Bruce Almighty, and he played the uh, the news anchor in Bruce Almighty. It's amazing because like Bruce Almighty is kind of an edgy movie. What was the plot of that? The plot of Bruce Almighty is that uh, Jim Carrey is the world's biggest jerk, mm-hmm. and he's an absolute monster and a jerk. And he gets fired from his job, and he says some. He says a prayer for the first time in his life, and in response to that prayer, God takes him up into heaven, and it's like you're God now, oh <laughs> sucker, wow. And so then he has uh, infinite power, and he has to also answer prayers, and he learns a tough lesson. The lesson being, he's not very good at being God. Sure. And maybe he should sit down and let God do his thing. You know what I mean? They really should have kept making those instead of the God's Not Dead movies. We <laughs> yeah, should have had so, like six something almighties. So it's a movie that's a kind of an edgy comedy, but also like not, it doesn't go as edgy as it could, is sure. what I'm saying. Well, the sequel, Evan Almighty, is just a straight bad Christian movie. Right. <laughs> it has nothing like, 
it's just like, oh man, this is a Christian movie about following God. But it's with like and, real actors. Yeah. Like, doesn't Morgan Freeman play God in that one? Yeah, he played God in both of them. I mean, that's a ch- choice. I gotta say this, I hate to say it, but in that movie, God is an eco-fascist. <laughs> <laughs> the whole reason he's flooding the valley is to make it back to the original way it was. Uh, so, Well, who can blame him, really? It's kind of... It's kind of messed up. We have really like right-wing Republican white Jesus and God's not dead. And we have really, really <laughs> far-left-wing radical God. Laudato Si, baby. And maybe there will be another movie series that comes out, but it features the Holy Spirit, who is a radical centrist. Hey. We can complete the trinity. <laughs> I'm just spitballing. He's just spitballing. Yeah, so that's a weird movie. It's bizarre. It shouldn't exist. I don't know why they made that, but I remember seeing it as a kid and being like, okay. Yeah, also, like, part of Evan Almighty's, like, what God tells him to do is he has to dress like Noah, which right. means he has to wear re- robes. Weird. Isn't, I don't know if you remember. I kind of remember that, and I kind of remember, doesn't his wife get really mad at him? Yeah, every, everyone gets so pissed at him. <laughs> I like that, like... You know, your stereotypical you know, husband has a hobby that he wishes he could devote more time to, and like his wife gets mad at him for it, but it's building the ark. Yeah, it's <laughs> Noah's ark happening again. Why didn't he say, hey God, didn't you promise not to flood the world again? Like, what? why are you doing this, man? He didn't read the Bible. No, I guess That's not. That's the issue. If he was in God's Not Dead, he would have read the Bible. They should do a crossover event. It's so funny how many of those, like weird culture war movies end up being Christian movies like that. Like, even if you don't know they're Christian movies before they start. What do you mean culture war movies? Was there like a culture war thing about that? Yeah. God's not dead. Three is about oh, the government. I thought we were like, talking outlawing. about Evan almighty still. I think the God's not dead. Three is about the government outlawing prayer or something like that. Prayer in school or something. Right. Or like, you know, and so the whole movie is he's like, I'm going to fight the government, you know, and it's like this, you know, you know how these movies go. Yeah, I've never, I should watch one of them at some point. I've never seen any of the God's Not Dead franchise. Why would you? Because it would be funny. I probably won't because I'm currently working through the the classic rom-coms. Uh, Eden and I just watched You've Got Mail. Uh-huh. Which I had never seen, but was pretty good. And we watched uh, 500 Days of Summer a while mm-hmm. ago, which sucked. I had never seen... Oh, I have not actually seen 500 Days of Summer. I recommend it if you enjoy movies where every character is the worst <laughs> person you've ever like interacted with. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like that sounds like what I enjoy. I know you love that kind of stuff. It's also like... It's not extremely Reddit, but it's like a little Reddit. A little Reddit. In the sense of like, there's an obvious solution to your like relationship problems, but you have to stop pretending that you're in like a movie, even though this is a movie. Yeah. You just have to be normal and not like weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no one can manage that. So spoiler alert. They don't stay together because obviously they don't stay together because at no point in the movie are you like, I think they're going to end up together. 
This is a good relationship. Yeah, this is healthy, and both parties are getting exactly what they want and need out of this. Yeah, that sounds like a good movie. It's one of those things that, like, when you saw it when you were younger, I can totally understand you being like, wow, this is so, like, deep. Like, they don't end up together at the end. Like, Man, what a twist. Blah, blah, blah. But once you are, like, I don't know, in your mid-20s, you're like, yeah, this is... <laughs> This sucks. <laughs> yeah. Carl and I made the rounds on a few a few classic rom-coms as well. Do you have a favorite? You know, no, no. <laughs> but <laughs> did you like you, any of them? You know, there was um, you know, when Harry met Sally, that's you know, that's that's a classic. That's on it's my list. Hard to mess with. Yeah. It's pretty good. Probably my favorite of the ones we watched. We also watched um Oh gosh. Now I'm going to feel really stupid. Is it love, actually? Mm-mm. You know what rom-com actually rules? What? And it's maybe not technically a rom-com, but About Time. I love About Time. I have never heard of this. What's it about? Time? It's About Time. Mm. It's actually not really a rom-com as much as it's a modern fantasy movie, but that movie's pretty good. It's about a guy who can go back in time, and he uses it to fall in love. And it's pretty good. Nice. Pretty good little movie. Yeah. I think the... I mean... The Princess Bride is a rom-com. Oh, of course. And yeah. that's the greatest movie of all time, so. Yeah, so. You know, pretty mm-hmm. good. Love Actually sucks. Have you ever seen it? Uh, No. <laughs> no, I've not actually seen don't, it. Don't put yourself through it. Okay. I will not actually watch it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you said the word that was in the title. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be the title. Some, some of the characters fall in love. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Actually. One second. One second. Yeah? Oh, okay. They said if it doesn't get funnier, they're going to kill us. Oh. We should... Uh, they, they said they're sick of all these Earthling references. I don't I don't know what to do. You got any you got any jokes you've been workshopping? Uh, I don't know. Check our DMs. Do we have any DMs? Uh, we do. We have a DM. The podcast account has received a DM from our good friend, Friar Nick. He's going to save us from the aliens. Oh, thank goodness. A Friar Nick writes oh, in. Oh, man. At F-R-Nick, O-F-M-C-O-N-V, says, My mom can't cook to save her life, but her meatloaf was okay. Thank you, Friar Nick. Wait. <laughs> Is she going to listen to this? I don't Friar Nick's mom, I... I hope you are self-aware and know that your cooking is not a reflection of your moral character. Feel free to send in some meatloaf to the podcast because we're always Well, you can send it to Matthew. I'm not a meatloaf guy. Meatloaf in the mail. Mail loaf. (laughs) Mail loaf. Now we're talking. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So we got a product here. (laughs) We got mail loaf. Mail loaf. Dude, you could have year-round different loaves no bread oh okay 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 it's like a loot box it's like a loot box subscription Uh uh-huh uh loaf box you just get different loaf based food products no it's all meatloaf and it's all the same wow every time but they act like it's different each time they don't even put any different spices in it or anything no and it's also kind of like a mixture between the loot box and the you know meal plan box yeah I wonder you if know. there are different kinds of meatloaf. You know, there's a vegan meatloaf, probably. There's the uh, the singer. He's pretty good. Yeah. Did he die? I don't know. 
Uh, me neither. Rip to meatloaf, who might not be dead. He's Holy up there crap. in heaven. That, the Wikipedia page for meatloaf has 29 national variations. We could send out a loaf every two weeks and have over a year's worth of loaf box. Yo, okay, loaf box, it's randomized, though. So you could get... All right, just let's go down the list. What, what are some meatloafs that we got? Quick. Quickly, the ones that are sticking out to me. You got Cuba. They're just listed by country, so I haven't clicked into them. Uh, you got Italy. You have Jewish meatloaf. You, I bet Mongolian meatloaf rules. Ooh, yeah. Swedish meatloaf might be good. North Macedonia has a specific meatloaf. Oh, the United Kingdom meatloaf. That has to be awful. There's got to be fruit in that. How much you want to bet? How much you want to bet? There's no, like... dude. They eat it cold. Oh, no. In the UK, there are regional pork meatloaf dishes known as hazlet, which can be eaten cold or hot. That sucks. Is haggis a meatloaf? No, it's a. Um, isn't it the stomach? Yeah, but it's kind of it's close, you know. Yeah, here's why meatloaf is bad. Okay. Okay. Meatloaf came about during the Great Depression, when you could use cheap meat and leftover ingredients to cook for your pets. Need I say more for the dogs? Actually, yeah, it's, that's it's kind of good though. That's literally what it says. Yeah, but don't you like no. ground beef? Well, yeah, I like ground beef, but I don't like... Like, here's the thing to me, why meatloaf is so sad. It's like, think of all the wonderful things you can do with ground beef. You can make burgers. You can make taco meat and do like 12 things with that. You can do like literally anything else. Or you could make meatloaf, a thing that sucks. There's just so much potential with ground beef. Right, I, you, you know, make you meatballs. say that you make sausages. Yeah, but you know, sometimes you just want to pile up meatloaf, pile up some meat into the vague form of bread, slice it like bread, and pretend it's bread, but it's no meat. man, it's not good. The Mongolians might have it figured out though, because they're basically making shepherd's pie here. Kuchmal is served with mashed potatoes cooked over the ground meat. That I can understand. Your your shepherd's pieing it. Great. I'm in. I'm mm-hmm. interested. What about meatloaf Wellington? Just why not? Uh, beef Wellington would just be better. Because it's so hard to make. Beef Wellington is one of those really hard things to make. Is it really? I feel like it's not that hard. I feel like that's one of those things that chefs always say is really difficult. But I could be wrong. I mean, I've never done it. Oh no. In Greece, meatloaf is referred to referred to as rollo, which is funny. And uh-huh. it's usually filled with hard boiled eggs. Ooh, now we're talking. Oh. I'm uninterested. Well, at least the Cuban meatloaf has ground ham in it. It is stuffed with eggs again. I just mm. Bulgarian meatloaf has pickled gherkins in the middle. Oh, okay. I, none of these sound good is the issue. If you could get meatloaf delivered to your door, would you? No. I wouldn't I wouldn't <laughs> okay, accept okay, okay, meatloaf okay. given to me for free. Uh, even if you paid me to take meatloaf, I would decline. You know, meatloaf is actually let me just let me just re- reframe the picture on meatloaf here. Meatloaf is actually a dish of decadence and exuberance. No, you can't spin zone this. 
No, I am, I'm going to spin zone this a little bit. No. Meatloaf is what you get when you live in a world where meat is plentiful. For the vast majority of human history, the idea of a whole loaf of meat was like heaven, a dream come true, a miracle. If you could happen upon a loaf of meat, you would feed your family for weeks. And now we have that. Now we can live like Egyptian princes. Yeah, man. Or we could literally just cook a burger. That's the thing. Meatloaf can become a burger. No. Can... Don't do that to me. Put it on a sandwich bun. No. Why would I do that when I could just have a burger? Meatloaf sandwich. Classic. No. Ugh. Gross. Classic. Get it away from me. Now, do you know about Scrapple? Um, is that a knockoff version of the game Scrabble? No. It's what is it? a relative of Meatloaf that I'm okay. more into. I have not had Scrapple. I should, because it is technically a Pennsylvania Dutch thing. So Scrapple, I'm reading straight from Wikipedia, is traditionally a mush of pork scraps and trimmings combined with cornmeal and wheat flour and spices. The mush is formed into a semi-solid congealed loaf. And slices of the scrap were then pan-fried before serving. That I understand. Okay, why don't you pan-fry some meatloaf? No, it's different. Completely different ballgame. One. Not not even different. One. Not even different. This is pork, not beef. I think there are cool things you can do with pork. I think there's a lot less cool things you can do with pork than you can with ground beef. Two, there's flour in here and cornmeal and spices so you're kind of actually making a dish whereas meatloaf is just meat and it's dry and sad but this has a okay, little all right that just speaks to the quality of the meatloaf you've had if you think it's dry well that just that just says so that speaks volumes about this whole conversation i'm unwilling I mean, to try <clears throat> this really does kind of change the whole perspective you've never had good meatloaf no even if there's great meatloaf out there rather have a burger I get it, man. You've never had good meatloaf. I understand. I don't want to hear it. You know what? Miss Fryer Nick's mom, you should send us meatloaf. Because if you make good meatloaf, like your son tells us, I, I want to I have my friend Hunter try it. Um, it'll be a little tricky to send it to us now. You will have to launch it in a rocket. For our $5 a month Patreon tier, you can... Watch the live stream of me eating the meatloaf if it shows up. Yeah. Million to one chances, but... Patreon.com backslash terminally chill pod. You can give us money, but I don't think you should. I've received a few questions about this terminally chill Patreon. Have you? The first question that came up, and I just feel like we really need to clarify this. Mm -hmm. We are not the ones administering the little kiss on the forehead. Yeah, that's... That's uh... not us. There's been some recent, uh, you know, social media outrage over this sort of thing, but we are both in relationships, so we yeah. can't legally kiss you. We can't send you a kiss. The idea is that the kiss is signed and sealed by us, but it's yes. not. It's not. We didn't make it. We will verify its authenticity, a hundred percent. But we will not be the ones putting the kiss it comes in the mail from. Somewhere, someone else. So, um, just want that to be clear. Mm-hmm. And you know, maybe, 
you know, you have every right to refuse that if you sign up at the $1 or $5 tier. Absolutely. You have every right to say, hey, I'm in a stable relationship. I don't want that. Yeah. You know, I don't care who it's coming from. I don't want it. You know? Totally cool. Not a problem so, at all. Um, I did receive one question about the $2 a month tier, also known as the 60-inch 4K TV for Matthew tier. Yeah. Someone was just really curious, you know, what these business purposes are, if there's going to be any content produced on the TV. Just if, if we could give a little more detail there for the patrons, that'd be great. Yeah, that would be great. Oh, oh, are you asking me? Uh, no, that's okay. We can move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just really need that TV real bad. I mean, it's going to change things. Don't worry. This this podcast will go up in quality. Yeah, it might or it might not. We we, we might even add a video version of the podcast. Ooh, wouldn't that be? I fun? mean, no one's saying we can't. <laughs> you know, what no I'm one wants us to, but that's okay. Hey, did you, did you notice the way I said "might" in there? <laughs> like, S- someone definitely wants us to. So we will do that. Maybe. Well, hey, 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 hey. We might. We could. We um, might do it. We could. So. <laughs> Uh, what's the deal with this alien jail food, huh? Kind of, kind of globby. Tastes like slugs. Tastes like which uh, is Milo, really weird. Am I right? <laughs> really weird because the aliens uh, also look like slugs. Yeah. Didn't think they'd be eating them. It's no, that's strange. You kind of feel like you'd suck, but I guess we eat cows and they kind of look like us. So. What? <laughs> anyway. You ever heard of head cheese? <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of it. Why don't you explain what it is? Why are we doing this? Because <laughs> I saw it and I clicked on it and now I have to talk about it. Look, man, if, if there's other stuff you want to talk about, we can talk about it. But I'm just I'm just a little worried that this is not what they're looking for, man. <laughs> oh well, we're gonna educate them about earth food. Okay, Earth Cuisine, Head Earth, Cheese. Head the... Cheese or Brawn. Wow. Is a cold cut terrine? Oh, it's a French word. Terrine. Mm. Uh, or meat jelly <laughs> that originated <laughs> in Europe. <laughs> it is and made... why do they call it Head Cheese? Well, I'll tell you why. It's made with flesh from the head of a calf or pig, typically set in aspic which is meat jelly, and eaten cold at room temperature or in a sandwich. (laughs) Despite its name, the dish is not a cheese and contains no dairy products. Oh, thank goodness. The parts of the head used vary and may include the tongue and sometimes the feet and heart, but do not commonly include the brain, eyes, or ears. The part of the head? Heart and feet are not part of the head. What? What planet are you living on? Heart cheese. Yeah, that doesn't Heart sound cheese. as good. What about tongue Feet cheese? <laughs> Feet cheese. Oh. Oh wow. You know it's really bad when you get by country on the drop down and there's six different continents listed. Everyone's eating head cheese. Why though? I've never heard of this. I've never had it. It looks But I have heard of it. Oh. In Ireland, it's considered a rare delicacy and made from pig's head. Oh, no. Mm. In Genoa, Italy, a similar cold cut goes by the name of testa in cassetta, literally head in a box. 
Isn't okay, there, now that's isn't there an Alice in Chains song called that. Bow, 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 bow. This is terrible. I don't know why you would do this. Because human beings want to eat everything, I suppose. Listen, man, I have not the faintest clue why you would do this. Yeah. Or why you would call it cheese. I think oh, that makes well, it worse. I have great news. If you get to the bottom of the head cheese article, you get C also, blood tongue. Blood tongue. It's a That's German head my, uh... cheese made with blood. That's the name of my high school metal band. Yeah, Blood Tongue. Blood Tongue, yeah. Dude, I can't wait for that uh, Head Cheese Blood Tongue double EP. <laughs> <laughs> head Cheese Blood Tongue Can't Lose. No, you can't go wrong with that mix. <laughs> wow, they put oatmeal in there, man. It's just amazing that everyone... People eat the stupidest things. I What I don't understand is like we've... I, I'm not going to say we've solved food, but like <laughs> we've figured out a lot of how food works and we've yeah. made like a ton of fantastic, like every culture has at least five to 10 dishes that are like really good, really solid, like great, yeah. great stuff. And we're still doing this. Everyone knows how to make savory dish. That is the best thing you've ever eaten. Everyone has, you know, fried dough mm-hmm. situation. Everyone has, like, hearty stew. Everyone's got rice and noodles, like classics, you know? Yeah, a, a bread or a maize or something product. Great. Mm-hmm. We've got our meats and veggies. Like, we've, yep. we've sorted this out. We don't have to do this. We can the feed whole, this to The whole animals. world knows how to cut up a cow. Yeah. We've all figured it out. And I, I totally get being like, you know, we don't want to waste anything. We want to use the whole cow 100%. I'm here for it. You can feed parts of the cow to other animals. Yeah. And they would true. love it. They would mm-hmm. love it. You know, yeah. I think a pig would love some head cheese. I think it That'd would. I wouldn't feed a pig head cheese because <laughs> that's weird. But well, well, I mean, if it's from a pig, I was thinking head cheese from a cow. You know, that's what I'm saying. You feed the cow head cheese to the pig, and the pig head cheese to the cow. Come on, guys. It's pretty simple. It's not that hard. It's pretty simple. Now they got leg soup. What the hell is going on? <laughs> this is so fricked, man. It's like we've been doing cursed food before, long before Twitter. You know. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of it's kind of touching. You know, I to think about it is nice to learn that, like, uh, this a lot of this comes from Europe. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just a uniquely like American problem. Like so many awful things are. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's not like we're the only ones eating pork rinds. You know? What yeah, I mean? or like we don't. We're not the only ones with like a, a Midwest. That produces cursed recipes, for example. There's for example. Like, there's Midwest uh, Germany, you know? Yeah. Uh, what do you think the main Midwest of Europe is, though? If there was a country that was like the Midwest of Europe. So when we think of the Midwest, we think of not much going on, generally pleasant, like hardy people, right? Mm-hmm. A little weird about outsiders. 
Cursed food. Cursed food. I I know exactly who I'm thinking of. I don't want to say it because it is my people, and I don't know if it's them. Um, also, the other thing about Midwest is um, geographically, not a lot happening. Love the Midwest. Yeah. But it is one of the flatter parts of the country. Is it Denmark? I was going to say Holland, man. I was going to yeah. say uh, say the, the Dutch. We're in the same region. I, north... Well, North Northwest Europe. I you know I love it. Mm-hmm. I spent some time of my life there. Yeah, know? they make wonderful cheese. They make good bread. Mm-hmm. They also eat like a lot of raw fish and horse. And you know I just don't really feel like that is uh, you know. Yeah, you're also kind of in like a cursed triangle there where you're trapped between like English, French, and German cuisine. And like you know, if you if you tilt the dials any which way on those, it could go very wrong. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they do have windmills and um, beautiful tulips. So and they used to sell their flowers in a really interesting auction format before uh, that all went to crap. Mm-hmm. Oh well. They also used to be a naval superpower, which is surprising. Well, they are on the water. Yeah, but you know they're pretty they're pretty little country. So good for you, you know, good for you. I you know shout out to the Netherlands. It's a small little country, and you know what? I am sorry that I use the word Holland to describe the Netherlands. I know that Holland is only a region of the Netherlands. I lived there. I know. I know these things. Well, you should know better. I've <clears throat> never even been to Europe. I have had to. I mean, I did live in Holland. I've had to colloquially uh, explain that I lived in Holland to people because. Frankly, the Netherlands is a bit of a mouthful. You couldn't do like four syllables there? Mm-mm. I have never called it Holland. I always assumed that was like the 1990s term for it in the way that like, this is a bad example, but it's the first one that came to mind. Uh, the Democratic Republic of the Congo used to be called Zaire, mm-hmm. which honestly, much sicker name. We should have stayed with that. Unless it was like really racist or offensive or something. <laughs> and then don't tell me. Don't tell me. I don't want to know. This, he didn't say that. I didn't say it. I would never um, say that. You would never say that. So stop thinking it. Dude, I mean, that was such a sick name, though. Why did we get rid of that? Do you know their uh, their flag, too? No. Their flag rules. I love podcasts. And I'm going to do this on a podcast. Totally green, yellow circle in the center, hand in the circle, holding a lit torch. And it's got this sick flame coming off it. That rules. Just like very powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that 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 rules. We love that. That's awesome. We gotta bring back cool flags. I get I mean, here's the deal. The United States sucks. Awful flag. No stars and stripes. Unoriginal. Not interested. Uses the same colors as everyone else. Yeah. Pick a new one, man. I want a flag that ruins the Olympic rings. You know the Olympic rigs are like five colors because like uh-huh. basically every flag in the world has one of those five colors. <laughs> I want like something that's like orange and purple and just like screws it. And then they <laughs> just... don't invite me to the Olympics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to be in the Olympics anyway. Orange and purple. It sounds like you're talking about my people, the Clemson Tigers. I think the Clemson Tigers should secede from the Union. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so who's the president? 
Dabo? It's Dabo, yeah. He already, it's Dabo. He's got the cult of personality, right? <laughs> he's got a weird cult. He's got the... Um, did you see him in that all pink suit at that like charity fundraiser yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's our man. Coach Dabo, we have heard reports that you are planning to secede from the union. Do you have anything to say on that? Uh, we got some of the best boys out there right now. <laughs> uh, people are really underrating. <laughs> they don't talk about our nation in the media. <laughs> They don't. They don't think that we can compete on an international stage in the world of geopolitics. They don't think we have what it takes to compete with the independent state of Alabama. But I'll tell you what, our boys up here. <laughs> the best part is if you go on Dabo's Wikipedia page. Literally, the picture of him there is him speaking from a podium with the seal of the president of the United States on it. <laughs> He's ready. <laughs> he's ready to take over. Dude, he's even he's elected through 2031 already. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. you could set up a nice little nation with Dabo. <laughs> I, you know, I'd have to sit back and say, hey, you know, it's not for me, but, you know, it is my school, so I wish him all the best. <laughs> <laughs> You're not interested in the, the Clemson Independent Republic? I'm not going to, like, move there, you know? Yeah. It's going to suck that I need a passport to go to games now, but like, you know, you know, you, you do what you gotta. That yeah. would make it one of the very few countries in the world that is completely landlocked by and surrounded by um, one other country. Oh, true. Because you have, um, what, Botswana in South Africa? Mm-hmm. And then isn't there one more? Besides, like the micro states in uh, in Europe, like Vatican City is technically yeah, not, yeah, but yeah, I think college football like schools just should secede from the union. Yeah, college the nation of college football. <laughs> you know, well they'd always talk about like when you have a sustained run, and it's interesting in college football because you can do that usually more so in any other sport over a series of like years and sometimes decades. They call it a dynasty. Mm-hmm. Just lean into it. Tell people that you've received the mandate of heaven. <laughs> Our long living dynasty. I want to see Georgia coach Kirby Smart uh, announcing that the mandate of heaven has been rescinded from Nick Saban and placed onto him. Long may Georgia reign. <laughs> oh, gosh. I just think it would be cool. That's the thing is like you can just imagine. I just imagine if Nick Saban was like some sort of like divine right king, you know, people would be like wanting to parade him around on, you know, on whatever you call those things where you carry the king yeah. on four poles, and he'd just be like, I don't, I don't want to do this crap. <laughs> like, I, don't, I, I have no interest in any of this. Gotta get back to recruiting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's funny. Since we're talking about like futurism in college football i'm obligated to mention the fantastic john boys's uh dual series 17 776 and 20 0 20 uh, which oh yeah Im- imagine respectively what football is like in those years so like 15,000 and 20 18,000 years into the future fantastic sci-fi it's, it's very funny that this is the second week in a row that we mentioned john boys but um Aside from that, it is not only uh, good sports sci-fi, but like good sci-fi in general. It like, is honestly just some of the best sci-fi I have read. I have seen 
video essays talking about that as like a really thought-provoking piece of science fiction. Yeah. And like not even mentioning the sports angle, which is very funny. Just like going off of the incredible like conceptual world building. Yeah, it's really cool and it's something I have uh read a couple times and just really enjoyed and think about all the time, but the uh I will spoil just a tiny tiny amount. It's not really a spoiler, but the first one is about professional football and the second one is about college football. The cool thing I think that even if you don't like sports, you would really enjoy. Yeah. Go go now. You have been off Twitter for a little while, so you don't know what's happening in the world. No, I have no clue. It's actually kind of incredible how little I know about the world. Which is an awesome thing, and I love it for you, but I'm going to ruin it slightly because mm-hmm. uh, there's only one thing that's... So you've been off, I don't know, a couple weeks now? Yeah. There's only one thing that's happened, and it was posted 20 hours ago. And Okay. Uh, it's a video, and the text of the tweet says, Living plant controls a machete through an industrial robot arm. I don't understand. It's just about 10 seconds long, and you can watch it, and you can understand. And if I remember, I'll put it in the show notes so everyone else can play along at home. Uh, as you can see in the video, it helpfully, for the first few seconds in the bottom right, says plant machete. So you know what you're getting into. Plant. Oh, that's a plant. Mm-hmm. Wow. <clears throat> so, um, so... It's a plant. It's got a machete. So, you know, as Marshall McLuhan said, the medium is the message. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I don't understand what that means, and I also don't understand what the message of this is supposed no, to be. No, me neither. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what are we supposed to learn from this? Nothing. It's just electrical signals but you know what they're gonna have in like five years because they you know we saw this the boston dynamic stuff they had a a little jumpy robot first and it was kind of cute and now Mm -hmm. they have the this creepy robot dog that like dances and jumps all over the place and moves very and also could work as a police dog yeah camera or a a gun on its back yeah so this is what I'm saying. That right now, this plant is attached to the wall and is holding a machete. But in a couple of years, this plant's going to be uprooting itself from the ground and walking around with a machete. In a couple of years, we're going to have a potted plant inserted into the body of a soldier. Uh-huh. It's going to be fighting battles for us. That sounds a lot better than <laughs> war normally. Yeah, honestly, if plants are fighting wars, you know, that really does change the lyrics to that... Uh, System of a Down song, you know. That's so true. Uh, <laughs> also, it gives invasive species a whole new meaning. Oh, man. but um, Folks, be here all week. Uh, I only have one other bit of news to share with you from the real world. And it's that, you remember how we talked about Cocaine Bear? Yeah. They're making a movie. I believe I've seen this. Ray Liotta. Evidence of this. Carrie right. Russell, directed Wait. by Elizabeth Banks. Wait, hold, hold on. Really? Yep. Ray Liotta died. Mm, maybe I got... Well, maybe this was his last role. And if so, that's kind of sad. I thought this was real. Let me see. Please don't tell me that it's his last role. Oh, no, it says starring Ray Liotta. Okay, well, he, there's a few posthumous things that are coming after that. So, 
That's you know, beautiful to me. It, yeah, it'll be one of the last films starring Leota and the first to be released after his death. Uh, <laughs> no. That's a beautiful legacy, I think. There's just something wrong about that. You know, I understand a lot of movies have dead people in them. Mm-hmm. But, It know, is weird. It's weird. These people live on, but only in this weird, distorted version. It is weird. Like, we're going to see that after he is already dead. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, I, it's very bizarre. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely unnatural. But if it's going to happen, I think you should full send it. And I like that the premise of the movie on Wikipedia is in a Kentucky forest, an American <laughs> black bear goes on a murderous rampage after ingesting a staggering amount of cocaine. That's all you need. I think that's, it's, uh, you know, it'll probably be Gen Z's Sharknado. Oh, I wish you hadn't said that out loud. <laughs> Look, I, I feel like in every generation there's just something that's so out there and absurd and insane that it becomes cultural touchpoint. Mm. I don't know if the kids still watch movies, but if they do, they'll see it. Uh, well, thanks for listening. To the Terminally Chill Podcast. Uh, tune in next week to see if we get let out of jail or if the aliens are too interested in Cocaine Bear to let us go. Or if, yeah, I mean, we could get executed. Who knows? Uh, if you have any thoughts or feelings about the Autonomous Republic of Dabo Sweeney, you can send them to our Twitter account, at TChillPod. If you shoot us a DM and it's not lewd, we'll read it on the air. Twitter prompt. What would your job be? <laughs> In the Autonomous Republic of Dabo Swinney. Great question. You can reach the podcast there or again at terminallychillpod at gmail.com. Please send us mail. If you send us mail that's not meatloaf, I'll be really happy. We really need to beg because that's that's you know, that's what the content will. It's it's drying up quick. You know? Please. We're and if so we run sad. out of content we can't feed our families anymore. It's true. And I'll tell you what, oh, we did get a new review on iTunes. Oh. Yesterday. Let's take a look. It's five stars from Patton3. Mm. It says, your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast. You know, I've heard that before somewhere. Interesting. Don't touch that remote because it'll open the airlock and the boys will go flying into space and we won't be able to hear any good podcasts, any more good podcasts. From Matthew and Hubter. Hubter? That's so true. Yeah. Don't touch that remote. The good news is we made it out of the airlock. Um, we, good news is we survived um, space. But many people are calling jail the open air lock. So, you know, from one airlock to another when you really think about it. You know, that's pretty cool that you said that. Unfortunately, the aliens are rattling on my cage. Oh, you should go and... talk to them. Yeah, I think they wanna. I think they're. I think they're gonna kill us. But mm-hmm. in the meanwhile, I'm gonna go see what they want. You guys, you wait right here. All right, I'll be right back. All right, I will. Uh, I'll send us out if you're gonna die on me. I guess. Uh, this has been another episode of the Terminally Chill Podcast. I'm Hunter. Matthew is uh, on his way to his unearthly demise. If you don't hear him next week, it'll be a solo show, and I'll, I'll figure something out. Um, yeah, 
Uh, until next time, adios.